technically, it's still winter here in the triad, but this weather of late has us feeling like spring is not only right around the corner, but at times that it's already here, which means we're about to enter the hottest time in real estate. And perhaps now it's the perfect time to start talking to the Sharp Mortgage team about buying a home. When the market gets hot, being pre-approved for a mortgage loan first means that when your dream home hits the market, you're ready to make an offer. The Sharp Mortgage team has down payment assistance programs to make home ownership dreams possible for many in the Winston-Salem and Greensboro areas. They also specialize in construction lending, physician loans, and renovation loans too. Let the Sharp team prove to you how easy buying a home can be. Get started with an email to our friend Ashley McKenzie Sharp, ashley at sharploans.com, A-S-H-L-E-Y at sharp, S-H-A-R-P-E, loans.com, ashley at sharploans.com. This is the Triad Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? And if you're listening to us on the day that we drop this episode, hey, happy Valentine's Day to all the lovers out there. Uh, Blake. Ginther with the Ginther Group Real Estate. Do you have a Valentine's Day tradition for you and your lovely wife? I'm going to sound um, like Scrooge McDuck because we have never actually, and you know, keep in mind, you know, for our first half of our you know married life, we lived in New York City, um, and so it was super expensive, and we ended up um, basically not doing Valentine's Day. We'd go out, uh, you know, I'd buy flowers every day. New York City, by the way, cheap, cheap flowers. It's probably the only thing that's cheaper in New York City is flowers. Really? Yeah, yeah. You can get flowers on every corner and it's super cheap. Um, oh, okay. And uh, so basically my wife was like, please just don't buy flowers on Valentine's Day. And so uh, we never did. We never really ce- celebrated the Hallmark holiday that is known as Valentine's Day. Um, and, and I don't know if we've ever even gone out to eat on it. So the irony of us having this Valentine's day, co- you know, t- themed, uh, podcast around a holiday that I have been Scrooge McDuck with my wife's, frankly, it was really my wife's idea to mm-hmm. be Scrooge McDuckie on this holiday. Yeah. Uh, even though it, it, you're a little bit of a Scrooge when it comes to Valentine's day, the Ginther group. Um, mm-hmm. it's already said and done. You guys have already done the, the promotion, the contest you've selected your winner, but you guys put together a, a pretty cool little, uh, Valentine's day date night for, for folks. Right. I, again, I laughed at the irony of, of what we just said, of what I just said, we, <laughs> did. we sprung for a couple to get a babysitter, to get, uh, to have a free meal on us, um, a, a free, uh, Uber, um, basically a, a real date night, um, with, with childcare and all, uh, on us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a nice dinner. I think it was Jeffrey Adams, um, getting a, getting a dinner, uh, go see a flick at Aperture. Um, I, I love that. I loved everything that went into it and I love the local part of it as well. Always, you, you know, gotta go local restaurant, gotta go local, uh, small theater in downtown. Um, so yeah. Fantastic. Um, okay. So today we're going to talk about, because we're in the spirit of, of Valentine's Day, uh, we're going to get to in just a moment, uh, what makes you fall in love with a home um, and get into that conversation a little bit. But first, let's do our normal market update. And I want to know, Blake, you, you mentioned before we hit the record button, 
you're getting some uh you're you're starting to get some some flashbacks a little bit in terms of where things are headed in the market what are, what are you noticing right now yeah i mean for people who are or buyers who were on the fence or waited um, uh, for more inventory. Um, I mean, we've been saying the last couple of podcasts, I'm like, I don't think you want to wait if you're a buyer. It is definitely getting more competitive for buyers to get things under contract. Inventory is ticking up a little bit. It's going to, it's going to slowly keep creeping on as the weather warms. Um, it's going off just as quick. So our, we're still below two months inventory uh, in almost every pocket except high-end luxury. Um, and and it is not, the needle has not moved. If anything, it's gone down a little bit. You know, inventory was ticking up in the upper 500s in Forsyth County, and now it's in the upper 400s. So um, yeah, man, it's, uh, I, I was hoping honestly to be wrong. I was hoping that the inventory would tick up more than I anticipated and that the spring market would not be as competitive as it was last spring. And I don't think we're going to see the bananas offers uh, and these crazy high due diligence monies because of interest rates. There's not as many buyers as there yeah. were last spring. So yeah. that's the good news if you're a buyer. The bad news is if your head is around the mind space of it's not going to be competitive and the market has softened, you're going to be really disappointed. Yeah, it, it, it is. It hasn't softened. Yeah. I've I've noticed a lot more, and maybe that that's just the um the the bias of the the surrounding area where I live and where I normally drive in my daily commutes. But I seem to be noticing more open houses. Is that a is that a thing? Yes, uh, because houses aren't selling in the first weekend anymore. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and that yeah. that was so weird. But I think the needle got moved for people that if honestly, I kid you not, I have people going like, why is that? Why are they still? Why is that house still on the market? Like two weeks in. I just heard my wife say that. I'm like, uh, that's normal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, we used to market that we could sell a house in less than 120 days. Um, there were billboards that used to claim that uh, just a couple of years ago. And then COVID changed everything. And, and it was like anything longer than five days was weird. Like right. what's wrong with that house? So we're back to three or four weeks. I actually think that's going to tick back down a little bit because um, the competitiveness just started changing just about two weeks ago. Um, you know, and I don't know if it's the weather getting warmer, the days getting longer, you know, I don't know. Um, but we used to always say the weather, the the real estate market heated up. We used to say St. Patrick's Day, and then it changed to Valentine's Day. Uh, a couple of years ago, it started like early January. And so far, what we can tell you is the data supports that it's probably Valentine's Day again. It's yeah. probably it's it, we we've I do feel that um, it's it's coming and it's going to be bananas again. But to your point, there have been the last three months more open houses and days on market went from five days to like. 30 days. Yeah. Which is okay. Like that's okay. It's still that's, way that's... below natural, like the national history of right. the market. It's still uh, unusually low. It just feels very high compared to yeah. what it was. And, and then, you know, national headlines turn this into a, a story. That's not really a story um, because they say, Oh, homes are taking longer to sell or not as many homes are being sold. It's like, okay, well that's, Kind of a good thing, actually, because it's getting us back to more level ground. That that latter statement is the biggest kicker in my mind, is that there are less homes being sold, a lot less homes. Last year, 
um, four point, I think we ended up just below 4.9 million homes sold uh, in 2022. In 2021, there were 6.1 million homes sold. Oh my gosh. So a uh, uh, unusual high number. Um, mid fives is kind of the norm. So six one was too high. Four nine is low. And I think we're going to be in the people are predicting that we're going to be in the low fours, like four two, four point two ish, um, which would be another 20 percent ish drop. So everyone goes, yeah, so less home selling. So days on market are up and there's less home selling. Yeah, but there's still not enough inventory. And there's still people who need to buy and need to sell and their options are limited. Yeah. And, and interest rates are, are up. And so there's just, maybe there just aren't as many total buyers and the buyers that are there are competing for, for fewer homes. So uh, yeah, in, in, it always comes back to inventory. It does, man. I know when, when it comes to reading the market, it always comes back to inventory. Yeah. People really get tired of me saying that word. They're like, that's all he says. Well, I mean, I do say it a lot. It is very important to our industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important to to a lot of industries. It's it's supply and demand. <laughs> it's the yep. it's the bacon basics of economics. <laughs> um, and that's I like bacon. I think you said bacon of bacon. economics. It's the ba- and, and bacon I, of economics. That's, that's yeah. a new phrase that we're going to coin right now. Bacon economics. You know, I thought about titling this podcast. Uh, what makes you fall in love with a home? I think I'm just going to title it Bacon Economics People because someone's. Yeah, someone's going to see that in their feed and and or maybe they're going to Google search bacon economics and this podcast will show up. They're like, "Huh. How do how does bacon relate to real estate? I better listen and find out." Yep. Good luck good luck understanding how we worked it in here, but it's the new thing. That's right. Uh okay. So, uh Blake, what made you let, let's start with you first. First home that you purchased, what made you fall in love with that home? So, um, honestly, because I'm an agent and because I see opportunity, I'm all, and there are a lot of clients who I know who, who think that way, who are always looking like, how can I improve upon, how can I gain equity? How can I improve upon it? So there were two things for me that made me fall in love with the home here that we bought in Winston which was um, an unfinished basement that I knew that um, I would develop enough relationships that I thought I could finish it at a much better deal than what I would have to pay for a house with a finished basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and, and, and then I think also I liked that the neighborhood I was buying into was basically a ghost town. It was mm-hmm. 2010. Uh, the neighborhood had been foreclosed. Uh, it was going to be a Ryan's Ryan Holmes neighborhood. They gave it back to the bank. And there were like five houses being built by a random builder in Winston who was not notorious for building quickly. So honestly, my mother-in-law was like, don't do it. It's a money pit. It's a disaster. It's going to be a terrible. And I thought to myself, huh, I kind of like all this opportunity. Wow. And and um, and in a long story short, I ended up buying the remaining lots uh, and developing it out essentially myself with a couple different builders. Oh, wow. And it and we and we made a ton of equity, and I sold it, and it was good for my business, it was good for my career, and it was good for our equity, it was good for our house. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So yeah. So you saw opportunity where almost nobody else did. I would say that my wife was totally on board with it. Uh, she, I think, believed 
of what I was saying. My mother-in-law, my in-laws were like, don't do it. <laughs> and then as, as you, um, as you matured, I won't say get, got older. I say as you matured. Yes. Um, then what made you fall in love with, with future homes? Yeah, I think the next um, home uh, that we bought and recently, right, a couple of years ago, we were a COVID move ourselves, um, was the things that within the home, honestly, that we knew at that time, we just couldn't get done. I mean, we could have, we we could add a screen and porch, but it would have cost like three times prior COVID, pre, previous COVID, <laughs> pre-COVID yeah. uh, than what it was. And, and honestly, it would have taken us a long, long time. Um, and, uh, and like a lot of people, I was not a need to buy buyer, right? I was a want to buy buyer if, if the right thing came available, like, like seriously, why we find ourselves in this inventory crisis. I am also one of the people who caused this problem by moving. Um, and, and because we didn't have a screen and porch, our laundry room was like a laundry closet. Um, our pantry was tiny, like things that that mattered to us um, just weren't to, changing was almost too hard. Right. It was, it was going to be really, really hard, really, really costly. And um, and it was a really good economic decision, candidly. So recently I'm recording our financial podcast and talking with Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. And the phrase hits us debt free in 2023 makes for a good headline, but we can all admit it's pretty aggressive. Even if that's unrealistic, you can still make this the year you get serious about your financial goals. Saving for retirement, saving for your child's college education, those might be realistic. Now where do you go? You could do a web search and get 10 different answers, or you could go to a professional who knows your financial goals and concerns and treats you like a friend. We believe the best financial advice flows from a comprehensive plan with a local advisor committed to seeing you achieve your financial goals. If this sounds like it's for you, you can check out Three Magnolias Financial Advisors right here in Winston-Salem. Their website is 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com. You can learn more there or you can give them a call, 336-701-1600, and schedule a complimentary introductory meeting. Be comfortable with your financial future. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors, retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. So as, as you look at people that you interact with, with on a regular basis when it comes to finding their right home. Let, let's let's think about this in terms of of romance and or mm. or, or dating or, or marriage. Um, whatever stage of a relationship makes the most sense. How do people tend to find the right home? And and what's the most pragmatic approach to something like that? If if you're looking for the 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 right one, you know the one. Uh, your soulmate in a in a piece of property. Well, first and foremost, um, it's actually easier. This is not the same in humans, but it is the same in 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 houses <laughs> to find your uh, your first house. Your first love is easier because your expectations are open, and and you adjust to the market. 
right? And you don't know anything previous. You know, your parents are going to tell you all kinds of stories and your aunts and uncles and family, by the way, if you're listening to this family, uh, if you want to know what realtors, um, what keeps, what wakes us up in a cold sweat, it's uh, my parents are coming to the inspection uh, or my parents will be heavily involved in this transaction um, (laughs) because they know best uh, and they are always deal killers and they have the best intentions but literally most of them have not bought in a long time and they don't, or if they did, they haven't bought an R market and they're speaking to another market. Parent, love parents. I love my own parents, but they just don't, they don't know enough to help, but they know just enough to be dangerous. <laughs> so, um, so I think first timers with the exception of if they can keep their parents at bay, they're the, they're the, the easy ones, um, you know, which is, which is, I think, the opposite. Um, and, you know, that the second marriage uh, in in moving up or moving down right now or second or third or fourth is the challenge because you have expectations mm-hmm. uh, and you bought and sold in a totally different market than our current market. And I joked before you press record that um, it would be the equivalent of our current market of uh, uh, you need to go on like 10 to 15 horrible dates. I mean, just wowzer how is this person not in jail dates uh and for for then you meet a normal person and you're like um you probably wouldn't have been mr right like previous like a couple months ago but now you look amazing yeah <laughs> that's yeah. kind of what the real estate market is today uh, for people who have experienced it in other markets they're yeah. disappointed with the inventory um they're underwhelmed and then they have to reset their expectations and they find something that works, right? That, that, um, and ultimately they end up loving, but it's not what they go into thinking. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. it's, it's funny. All my friends who've gotten divorced and are, are going through a second are like, their expectations are so much lower. <laughs> They're like, I just want to find somebody who's not insane. <laughs> <laughs> their expectations are lower. And then, and the thing about a house that you a lot of times can't do in relationships is you can change that 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 house yes but you can't necessarily change the person that is so true i yeah. mean it's it is it is and that's it should be the other way around, other way around <laughs> described but i find i mean i'm happily married uh for what 18 years coming up 18 years so so hopefully that stays there and i won't have to discover but all my divorced friends uh and i have helped more folks in the last year or two than I can recall in the previous 17 years or so Mm -hmm. in this industry. Uh, So I think COVID, uh, that was a perhaps uh, uptick, candidly, uh, as we talk on Valentine's Day, not romantic, Adam, sorry. Uh, But, you know, I do think that this is a good good topic of what does make people fall in love and, and ask yourself, what we talk about in every consultation, right, is we ask people location, condition, size, and price. And we ask people to rank those four things. Uh, and usually spouses, partners um, are not on the same page. And we're going to attack when one is a when one has a one and the other like somebody's one is a four for their spot, their partner. We're like, OK, let's talk about that right now, because that's a problem. They're like, oh, I'll totally give on location. And this person's like, no, I will not. So let's figure out that. Let's hone in. Yeah. Um but and I think that's the key. We have to do agents have to be better right now than they were the previous three years. Yeah. 
If only people would maybe do that a little bit more in their relationships in terms of ranking the things that they want out of a, out of a spouse or a partner and, and say, you know, family, uh, things in common, um, you know, uh, taste in, in music, th- those kind of, th- you know, rank those things um, before you start going on, before you start getting in the dating scene. I don't know. Uh, I, amen. And I mean, look, it, it does. We all give, right? We all make sacrifices in, in every capacity in our life, right? Mm-hmm. That's just a fact. We all give sac- We all make sacrifices. Um, and that's really what we're doing is we're having them rank where, where you will sacrifice and will you, where you will not. Yeah. And you know, I think if everybody did that, uh, by the way, my dad's favorite, my dad, my retired pediatrician, I love this. If, uh, you know, we put this in with bacon economics is mm. said to me, Blake, your children, every, all parents have to decide what they're willing to be manipulated on because with their form of manipulation, all, every child will manipulate their parents. The parents get to decide what form of manipulation they find acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and I went, you know, that that hits home. So I'm going to be manipulated with love, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be manipulated with kindness and sweetness, but the cries won't work. The whining certainly won't work. The bad attitude definitely won't work. You know what I mean? And I think uh to your point Adam with 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 relationships. It's it is there is a, there is a parallel. Mm-hmm. I can be manipulated with bacon. Ah, it always comes back to bacon. Absolutely, I can be manipulated. Yeah. yeah. Do you believe that the perfect home exists? Um, the right home always exists. Yeah, but yeah. it's never going to be perfect. No, even if you build, you know, the the right the day you move in, you're like, dang, I really wish we had done this. I mean, it's it, there isn't going to be uh, a perfect. No, there's no such thing as perfect. But there, the right, there's a lot of right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's about, and, and that's why you rank things, right? Cause you gotta, you gotta be able to understand what you're willing to tolerate. Yep. What you're yep, willing absolutely. to tolerate out of a situation, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. And and I think everybody, nobody goes into it being like, again, nobody thinks, I wonder what form of manipulation I'm going to find acceptable with my children. <laughs> nobody thinks, you know, I wonder what what flaws my partner and spouse or husband wife will have that I will find accept that I will just live with. Uh, no, we don't yeah. think that way. And but the the reality is, we subconsciously we do. Yeah, yeah. Um, in in terms of, I know location is always important, but in terms of the things that people look, I, I'd say just trends, patterns that you notice in, in your consultations, what are the things that people tend to um, prioritize higher that gets them to that? I really love this home. Honestly, right now, um, I think we're seeing less sacrifice on condition. Um, and that's probably the biggest gap that we're seeing between buyers and sellers is man, there was a two-year period where I swear sellers didn't make their beds, like literally didn't make their beds <laughs> with their home on the market. It was, it got to be a little like, come on, man, can you just try a little bit? Fine, here's my 10% over asking offer. Uh, <laughs> and, and and it were definitely that changed summertime of last year. Um, and it, I don't think a lot of sellers have gotten the memo and are willing to do. You know, they were like, hey, the inventory is still super low. I don't have to do these things. Um, but buyers are getting, you know, and I think buyers have less 
cash. I think, honestly, not to get dark, but I think a lot of the world maybe has less cash Mm -hmm. than they had six to 12 to 18 months ago. So the ability to make something cosmetically what people want is harder because of that, uh, with combined with interest rates being higher, therefore their buying power is lower, therefore their expectations are higher on condition. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's interesting. I, I hadn't considered that, but it, it makes sense. People are looking for more as is scenarios, you know, move right in, not have to, you know, less of a fixer upper, I guess. Quick plug. Honestly, this is why our renovate now and why we I bought the billboard, honestly, and did the billboards is to advertise something that we've been doing for the last couple of years. And really before that, but a lot in the last couple of years that that most folks don't do. Even the agents that say they do it typically um, try to just buy your house like a wholesaler. Uh, but we're we're helping folks renovate. We're helping folks pay for painting. We're helping folks do the, the stuff that they really should do maybe didn't have to do the last couple of years but kind of do moving forward to to net the most money and we're doing it on our dollar and we're getting reimbursed at closing and it's it's helping not just make the sellers more money but ultimately sell faster yeah 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 that's the uh renovate now pay later we we covered that in a previous podcast it's yeah. it's a it's a way that you can um pair your your work with with your closing um and be able to basically take the funds out when, uh, when you close on the purchase. So, um, Sorry, I had to do a quick plug because we, we went yeah. right there with condition and ultimately yeah. that is something that sellers need to do. And a lot of sellers just are cashed, uh, cash strapped, especially if they've already made a purchase or are yeah. looking to make a purchase. Yeah. All right. Speaking of quick plugs, Blake, uh, give some plugs to where folks can can find you, get a hold of you, and uh, make sure to plug your social media because your uh, your your son is now a social media star. On he what you're doing. told me how lame his dad was, uh, and my socials were not on point. And I, after months of me saying, Jack, I'm not going to sing in a video. That is just weird. Uh, <laughs> he he said, you know, Dad, um, that's what it takes these days. Uh, and, uh, I didn't know that you were unwilling to do what it would take. Yeah. And I, uh, I said, you know what, boy, if we're going to do this, if I'm going to do it, you're doing it with me. And you know, Adam, he said, cool, let's go right now. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, the Ginther group.com, the Ginther group, Ginther group.com or 336-283-8689, 283-8689. And, uh, if you go to our our YouTube channel, I think it's up there now. Uh, we were mostly on Facebook, but it's it's up there on, on, on our YouTube channel too. Yep. All right, my man. Enjoyed it. And uh, more on Bacon Economics next time. Bacon Economics. Here we go. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.